that's just you and me. Ah, that's kind of sweet. Thomas. And you're listening to the Oat Podcast. What are we talking about today, Owen? Um, s- some fun little little birds known to many as pigeons. A pigeon. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about everyone's favorite bird, the pigeon. Well, I don't know if they're everybody's favorite bird, but they probably should be. They're, they're pretty cool, honestly. Uh, now, I think you know this about me. But up until I think last year, you were scared I, of birds. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I always spelled pigeons P I D G E O N S. I forgot about that. I've done that. that since childhood, and I figured <laughs> out last year that's not how it's spelled. Yeah, because you I spelled it, and I I was confused. I thought you were making a yeah. joke. Because it's, it's what, pigeon, <laughs> pigeon. That's what it sounds like. Pigeon. If anybody can tell me on our Twitter. Um, <laughs> where i got that maybe they spell it like that in a different country and i just saw it somewhere wasn't or... there like a, a book maybe with, it was uh... a book. i don't know i don't know well so pigeons this week um i kind of focused all of my research on one specific type okay uh all right do you want me to go you. into a little bit of a History of pigeons? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. much history. Should we, yeah. I mean, the, okay. yeah, the, the birds, should we hop in the time machine? We should hop in the flying time machine. We uh, Oh, it's flying? This yeah, week? we upgraded our time machine, so now it has wings. So it doesn't yeah. travel through time, but it travels through space. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so, so we got to fly up? We're now <laughs> we're just going <laughs> up in altitude until we get to where all the pigeons are. Oh, they have like a specific hangout spot in the ozone? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Let's hop in. Those <laughs> the pigeons around us outside. Okay, so uh, I'm sure most people have seen pigeons in their lives. Um, they tend to congregate around urban areas. Uh, pigeons, there's scientists believe that pigeons have been domesticated as many as 10,000 years ago. Um, the oldest evidence being about 5,000, but they estimated that 5,000 years prior to that, they were also domesticated. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of, who thought that long ago to domesticate a flying creature? It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Um, There are over 175 species of pigeon, and it is estimated that there is about 400 million pigeons in the world. And their numbers are increasing rapidly. Oh God! The uh, they're mostly are over. They're coming. <laughs> Close they're your mostly... windows. Lock your doors. <laughs> okay. They're mostly located in urban areas. Um, in New York City alone, there is over one million pigeons. That's crazy. There's not even like a million people in our city. If if every single pigeon in New York came over here. We'd we'd be overwhelmed. We'd, we'd be overwhelmed. I don't think I could fight off that many pigeons. That's like that movie, Birds. Yeah, <laughs> great movie. 
Uh, so in urban populations, pigeons tend to live for about two to three years, but domesticated pigeons can live up to 15 years. Wow, that's quite Very, the difference. Yeah. What is killing yeah. them so bad if they're on the Well, street? I think it's just, you know, if they're domesticated and if they're bred in captivity, you know, they're fed every day by humans yeah. and they don't have to, like, uh, forage for stuff. Um, a pigeon needs to drink one ounce of water a day to survive. <laughs> It's like a shot glass. <laughs> we could just set up like 15 shot glasses in our backyard and save like 100 pigeons. Um, pigeons are monogamous and they mate for life. I, I, I read that. about that too. I read That's about that too. Neat. Yeah. It's like they got little families and that the parents play like specific parenting roles and they like share their um, like abilities you know like they do it's actually kind of interesting for an animal because both sexes raise the children equally yeah um and i don't think you typically see that too often i could be wrong about that though um both sexes are able to create what is known as pigeon milk yep (laughs) heard about that too yeah yeah which grosses me the heck out feed their babies with um and pigeons have an interesting orifice um (laughs) should we even talk about this i don't know i don't know what you're (laughs) alluding to (laughs) well okay so pigeons have a very unique orifice they have a cloaca which is just Mm -hmm. one single hole where everything comes out of you know right right um so yeah included which i don't know if if anybody googles uh the area that the milk comes out of is called the crop anybody googles pigeons crop Pigeons crap. There are some strange images of uh, milk being overproduced in, in a pigeon. Boy. And uh, people having to, you know, cut cut it out and, you know, get all that milk out. Um, so wow. The pigeon doesn't suffocate. Wow. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work trying to raise a pigeon. Yeah, I know. I don't think I'd want to do it. Uh, so that's that's what I have for kind of just like a brief little introductory on pigeons. Okay. How neat they are. Uh, so you focused on a specific type of pigeon. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So pigeons, like you said, um, hypothesized have been around for 10,000 years. Yeah. Um, so they've had some time to do some breeding and, <laughs> and you know... Um, once they were domesticated, people started to breed them for specific uses. Um, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the homing pigeon, mm. which is a pigeon that was bred. And I think what they did was they like trained groups of pigeons over years and then bred those groups so that the um, offspring had that like ability with them already. And they were just a used a little bit of forced evolution, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were basically just used as like um uh like like messenger pigeons. Like they were really, really good at navigating and had special flying techniques. I'm kind of upset that I, I don't we don't live in a time period where that's like a big thing. Why? <laughs> that's gotta be awesome, right? Getting a letter delivered by pigeon. <laughs> but I mean, okay, think about it like this. So okay. say I have a family member dying. And you're in Europe. Yes. And I, okay. I, I, and I send a pigeon that takes, like, what would that, that would be like months to get to you. <laughs> that family member's gone, dude. <laughs> you, you did not get here in time. 
Well, I mean, yes, but <laughs> there's no counter argument. Wouldn't it be that. cool if just you were just like, ah, uh, you're eating lunch and a pigeon just dropped off a letter? That'd be crazy. Uh, yeah, but also it'd be kind of terrifying, I think, for most people <laughs> if it wasn't normalized. If you just had if you just had a pet pigeon that you had trained and wanted to send messages to your friends, I think you wouldn't have a lot of friends. Okay, well, <laughs> like right now? <laughs> yes. Um, well, we, we talked a little bit about <laughs> last episode about <laughs> we're going to have to start doing a bit on the show, which is like, what would be the coolest thing to do at a party? <laughs> oh, oh, so roll we're up doing home with, your, your, with party. your pet pigeon. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like, a, all right, picture this, right? You're at a party, you're sitting on the couch. Someone's like, dang, I'm thirsty. And you go, a fucking pigeon flies in with a beer. Oh, okay. Hand it to them and they go, oh, thank you. They open it and it sprays all over their face because the pigeon was flying around with it. I thought you were going to say the pigeon comes over and offers some of its milk. What the fuck? Why would I say that? Because pigeons have milk and we we're just talking about that. Okay. Um, so another type of pigeon that was bred uh, is called a carnu pigeon. Carnu, um, okay. And it's basically they, they uh, made pigeons plumper and bigger <laughs> so that they could eat them in times of distress what the hell? Okay. it was basically like chickens for them interesting um but all those are nothing compared to the frill back pigeon the frill back pigeon now if anybody has ever seen a frill back pigeon i had not seen one until today holy crap why they are basically bred for aesthetics <laughs> and they just have like ramen noodle wings they just got these like afros on the back of their, their <laughs> what their ramen noodle wings yeah i don't even know up, what that means look up red frillback pigeon red frillback pigeon okay let's see you know <laughs> yep i'm telling you that looks like those look like ramen noodles <laughs> yes it's crazy. I don't know who. It's like was little like, you know, macaroni noodles. What the but hell? Why? <laughs> it's kind of hard. I couldn't tell you. I Honestly. couldn't tell you why. <laughs> um, but there, those are very popular amongst uh, groups of people um, who who have domesticated pigeons and like have pet pigeons. Um, they usually come from a specific breed of pigeon called the Duchess breed. The Duchess, okay. That's, evolved that's in, uh, cool. They evolved in cl colder climates, so they have like fur on their feet and stuff like that. So they're prone to having more feathers and fur. So some okay. evolved uh, okay. further to have gotcha, frizzy gotcha. feathers. Frizzy feathers. They, they look bizarre. crazy. They look like they just like flew through a wind turbine and got all, yeah. all fucked up. They need a brush or something. Yeah, it's like it's like they just woke up. And they came to work late, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if these, like, if somebody has seen these, if anybody lives in New York, they've seen these before. Like, maybe that's because they have so many pigeons. Maybe <laughs> there are a population of frillback pigeons. But where we are, I've never seen one of these before. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I feel like you probably wouldn't see one of these in the wild, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe how expensive are they? I don't know. Do pigeons have a price? <laughs> well, how else would you buy them? 
and just steal them and raise them from being babies, right? <laughs> Must yeah, something like that. Pigeons one two three frill dot yahoo sites dot com. Huh. Let's see. Um, your average pigeon. Okay. So a a homing pigeon could cost you up to ten bucks. Okay. Whoa, really? That's it? A homing pigeon? Yeah. Bro. Um, Bro, I have ten bucks. But if they're fancier, that's like the pigeons you see every day that are like gray with the like green and blue on their neck. But they're but, homing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like what majority of pigeons are now huh. that you see on the street are homing that's pigeons. Interesting. Um, but they can range from anywhere from fifty dollars to over five hundred dollars. What the hell? For a <laughs> Who's pigeon? Who's paying that much for a pigeon? Maybe if it's a I just want to talk. <laughs> And I think if they're, oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah, so I was, I was also reading that um, pigeons, the domesticated kind, are very, um, uh, how do you say this? Clingy? Clingy, okay. <laughs> yeah, how they're... <laughs> They're very, um, they need a lot of uh, attention if you own them. Okay. Um, they're a very social creature, I guess, um, which is kind of cool. But it means huh. you're kind of paying for a bird friend. <laughs> is that cooler or maybe just a little bit more sad? A little sad, a little sad. Um, <laughs> but hey, no hate to you if you have a bird No hate friend. to people that like pigeons. We like pigeons. Also, they um, understand time and space. You know, we always think that um, uh, that ravens are um, like these smart, amazing creatures, which they are. Um, But pigeons can distinguish like differences in things, Mm -hmm. Um, so they can grasp the concept of time and space. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a study done on them that that showed they understand like time, <laughs> and they understand huh. <laughs> where they are and what's happening. Interesting. Um, they can also distinguish different pieces of arts. Oh, wow! Like if you yeah, tell little little art critics in pigeons. I know, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, if you're ever bored on a Friday night, look up pigeon facts because there's there's a lot. There are indeed a lot of pigeon facts. Um, so pigeons are also pretty smart, and uh, they're one of uh, they're part of a small group of animals that can pass the mirror test. Mm. Which, uh, if anybody doesn't know what the mirror test is, basically you take an animal, put them under anesthesia and put some kind of mark on their face where they can't see it. Um, and then once they wake up from the anesthesia, you put them in front of a mirror, and if they uh, sort of like try to get the mark off of their face, that proves that they recognize themselves in the mirror. It's sort of like a self-consciousness test. Mm-hmm. Um, so pigeons, pigeons can pass the mirror test. However, they do need training. You can't just take a wild pigeon and it'll pass it. 
which is kind of right. interesting. Um, so it's like the domesticated pigeons have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so some animals that have passed the mirror test include dolphins, elephants, chimpanzees, and certain types of fish. Um, and there's more beyond that, but um, <clears throat> some animals that can't pass the mirror test, cats can't pass the mirror test, interestingly enough. Um, pandas. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, pandas cannot pass either. And for anybody um, wondering out there listening, that is cat slander. <laughs> Despite the fact that we own a cat. <laughs> That's cat slander for you. Uh, so I did I did a little bit of research on uh, some psychological tests with pigeons. Do you want to hear about that? Sure. Yeah, that's, that stuff's pretty cool. So you've taken you're minoring in psych, right? Yes. Yeah. So you've taken plenty of psych classes. I'm sure you've heard of B.F. Skinner, pretty famous psychologist. Sounds a bit familiar, but yeah, yeah. He came up with the idea of operant conditioning. Oh yes, which is basically, you know, a uh, and uh, when an organism makes an association between a behavior and a reward or punishment, um, sort of similar to classical conditioning, except classical conditioning is a neutral stimulus is associated with something else. Uh, so, B.F. Skinner came about this idea of operant conditioning using pigeons, where basically he took pigeons put them in a little box there was a hatch on the side with seeds on the other side and then there were a couple of levers one of the levers if pulled would open up the hatch and seeds would fall in and the birds would go crazy and he basically found out that the birds will recognize that the lever opens up the hatch and they'll only pull that lever to open up the hatch to get all the seeds which is pretty neat um so (laughs) so he was he was super into pigeons um during World War II, he was part of a military program called Project Pigeon. So, that's so inconspicuous. Who would have, who would have exactly. known? Exactly. No one would pigeon. even know. They'd, they'd think it was about something else, you know? It's like reverse psychology. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Project Pigeon was basically the idea of pigeon-guided missiles. Oh. Um. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Can you elaborate? I don't think I know. Okay, so basically, and, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying this project was defunded and revived multiple times during World War II. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so uh, B.F. Skinner basically um, had already done operant conditioning at this point. He uh, claimed that he could uh, train a pigeon to guide a missile. So the idea was you would have a missile, you'd have a little hatch inside the missile to put a pigeon inside. There was a little clear glass, which the pigeon could see out of and could see a target. Pigeon, and the pigeon p- fighter pilots is what you're, <laughs> you're describing. Right? They have Basically. Little What's that movie that's got birds and they're in fighter jets? It's an animated movie. <laughs> what? You, you never saw this? <laughs> birds and fighter jets with little helmets yeah. on? I mean, Ooh, uh, Chicken Run? Was it Chicken Run? <laughs> I don't think it was Chicken Run. Chicken Run was a bunch of chickens trying to escape a farm. I don't think it was Chicken Run. <laughs> no, it's it's. If anybody out there knows, and it's like on the it's on the tip of my tongue. It's like birds and their fighter pilots. 
Valiant. <laughs> did you ever see Valiant? I did not. Okay, well, that's what you're We're describing We're looking at right a now. picture of it right now. <laughs> it's Valiant. That's what you're describing. They're pigeons. They're even pigeons. It's true. Yeah, maybe Valiant was based on Project Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the green room uh, screening test must have been, you know. <laughs> or what do they, they do where they're like, somebody has an idea, green, green light a movie. Like, listen, we're gonna make we're gonna make an animated film. <laughs> Have you ever heard of B.F. Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so these pigeons would be put inside a missile. They would have a little glass screen where they could see out of and see a target. They would peck on the screen, um, and that would adjust the course of the missile. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> so, um, B.F. Skinner went through multiple tests with these pigeons. He wanted to make sure that they were mentally prepared for war. Um, so he, he basically put these pigeons through like astronaut training. Oh, God. <laughs> so he would, he, would, he would fire pistols next to the birds to make sure that they weren't startled by loud noises. What the heck? This is <laughs> animal abuse. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> he would um, subject them to very bright flashes of light, um, which simulated, I guess, artillery and explosions to make sure that they weren't deterred by that. <laughs> um, okay. He would put them into pressurized chambers. And he would put them into uh, centrifuges to simulate heavy G-force. <laughs> okay, right. So, so the, <laughs> the birds that passed <laughs> were deemed worthy to go through with Project Pigeon. <laughs> Um, but you'll be, you might be glad to know that none of these birds were ever used on the battlefield. Um, so no pigeons, no pigeons actually died. No pigeons blew up. It got defunded. People were like, Uh, yeah, it got defunded and revived too many times and it just never actually, uh, made it better. According to BF Skinner, nobody really took them seriously. (laughs) It's just a stupid pigeon. (laughs) And then by the time they sort of, uh, figured out. And uh, people started taking them seriously. They had already come come up with uh, like electronic guided missiles. I see. I so see. there was no point anymore. <laughs> right. Poor BF Skinner. Um, <laughs> poor BF Skinner, man. But good for the pigeons not dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so beyond that, Skinner taught pigeons how to play ping pong. He taught them how to play the piano. Man, this guy was lonely. This. Guy... <laughs> Holy crap. I think he prefers the term. He prefers the term genius. But oh, right, right, um, right. You know, <laughs> and uh, there's actually a, a pretty good history between with um, you know, these pretty famous scientists and pigeons. You know, Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know too much about him, but he was in love with pigeons. Oh, actually, I think um, kept pet pigeons in his apartment. I think he wrote them love letters. Oh. But back That's to B.F. Skinner, anyway. A new level. That's a, definitely a something. <laughs> um, so he also, B.F. Skinner also created the idea. Uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, it's called Pigeon Superstition. Okay. Um, so this is a very fascinating idea that can be attributed with humans as well. So I mentioned b- before operant conditioning where he would place a pigeon in a box. Pigeon pulls a lever. 
a door opens and seeds fall in, the pigeon learns to associate that lever with the delivery of seeds. So he would also, he went further than that, and he kept pigeons in these boxes, and uh, he set the door to open on like 20-second intervals instead of just being opened by the lever. And when that happens, it would confuse the pigeon, and um, the pigeon would sort of wonder why the hatch was opening, why the door was opening, why they were getting seeds. And um, they would sort of wonder what they did to get the uh, door open. Mm -hmm. And so these pigeons started sort of um, associating just things that they were doing with the door opening. So like, for example, the door opens on 20 second intervals. If the pigeon happened to peck the ground when the door opens, the pigeon might associate them pecking the ground as causing the door to open. And they would start pecking the ground to make the door open. Gotcha. Which is a very, very fascinating idea. Mm -hmm. And also a great band name, Pigeon Superstition. That is. I was, (laughs) I don't know where I I was like, pigeons pecking the floor. That's not that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that is, yeah. What kind of music would they play? Ooh, maybe some like uh, punk. Oh, I was thinking like postmodern punk. I was thinking like wind chimes or something. Oh. You know. I see. Yeah. Okay. Is that? Can you make a band out of just that genre? Wind chimes. You can. You can make a band out of any sound. <laughs> totally passable. I feel like genres have gotten way too complicated nowadays. Maybe not complicated. Oh, all right, old man. But like, well, yeah. listen, listen, listen. So you know how you get like your Spotify Wrapped, and it's like, wow, you listen to all these different artists. You listen to these bands. Blah blah blah. You know. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So on everybody's Spotify raft, it's like, you listen to 253 new genres of music. It's like, I don't even understand how there can be that many genres of music. Yeah, I mean, I guess that I I, I always just thought there were just subgenres. Like it was I mean, I guess, but like even then, bit. <laughs> it's like each band is its own genre, apparently. Well, do you want to hear about some famous pigeons? Absolutely. I got two famous pigeons for you. Two famous um, pigeons. Okay. Some people might have heard about these um, if they're history buffs. <laughs> so first one was a World War One hero that was awarded a medal. It was a French pigeon. Awarded a medal? Dang. Yeah. Can you guess this pigeon's name? It was French. It was probably like Pierre Josfranc or something like that, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Charami. Charami. Which is dear friend. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, no, it's it's nice, and uh, <laughs> it basically carried messages across enemy lines um, between uh, troops that were positioned um, in okay. different areas. Okay. Um, and during that uh, that traveling, Sheremy uh, uh, was shot in the <gasps> chest and leg. No. Lost most of uh, the leg, um, <sighs> but continued to fly. And avoided shrapnel uh, and, and like poison gas along the way. Oh my god! So after World War One, uh, Jeremy was awarded a French medal known as Crocs de Guerre. Crocs de Guerre, Crocs de Guerre. Yeah. So there's Jeremy, <laughs> and then there's an American what, pigeon. What is that was, uh, what is cro- what does Crocs de Guerre mean? I'm not sure. <laughs> but if All right. French out there. <laughs> um. An American pigeon was also a hero, but in World War II. Okay. Uh, can you guess what <laughs> what they named this American pigeon? Uh, American pigeon, probably like 
John Deere. <laughs> that's like that's that. a great guess. That was a fantastic guess. No, they named this uh, pigeon G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but G.I. Joe was also a messenger p- pigeon uh, and was sending messages between, um, I think, American and British troops who were in okay. uh, Italy um, during World War II. Um, and so they they only had GI Joe as a mean of communication between these troops, and they they managed to stop uh, a Nazi raid. Ooh, uh, yeah, just with GI Joe's help. Um, and he received uh, a medal for uh, bravery as well. Oh wow! Okay, known as <laughs> is known as the Dickin Medal. The Dickin Medal. Okay, neat. D i c k i n. Dickens. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can see uh, the difference in <laughs> the French pigeon and the American pigeon. We got a lot of a lot of differences there. Uh, you got dear friends, the French pigeon, <laughs> and goddamn GI Joe, who is dicking. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, uh, that imagine good. being a Nazi and being stumped by a pigeon. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Very cinematic, like a, a Nazi is about to kill an American soldier or something, and they hear the flutter of wings. And the, the Nazi's <laughs> they like, look up. What could that what, be? What is that? And the American is like, that's G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that's G.I. Joe. And then the credits start rolling. Yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe <laughs> drop kicks the Nazi. and <laughs> Fantastic. Spur just starts clawing his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is pretty neat. I, uh, you know, I wish. I, do you think there was a committee for the naming of these pigeons? Probably. Like or, I like to think that they went through several names before getting to GI Joe. <laughs> like, or it was just like you know, American branding. Yeah, uh, that's what's true. successful right now. Uh, GI Joe. <laughs> They're like, we're either going to name this bird GI Joe or Uncle Sam. <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you mentioned um, some scientists that um, had a fascination with pigeons. I did, yes. Did you know that um, two stars also had uh, fascinations with pigeons and, and were avid pigeon keepers? Two stars? Two stars. Different timelines, two stars, different two, careers. Two stars? Like famous. Oh, st- <laughs> what were you thinking? I have no idea what that meant. I see two stars, like like movie star, like the, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it was Elvis oh. Presley. Okay. And Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, I know about Mike Tyson. <laughs> I Mike did not. Tyson loves pigeons. That is so funny. Did not know about uh, Elvis though. Yeah, he, I don't think he kept them, but he really liked them. He did just really like them, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> huh. So for all everybody that that follows conspiracies, ah, uh, the classic birds aren't real movement. <laughs> One of the running uh, theories about it is that uh, you never see a baby pigeon. True. And that's not because they're robots. <laughs> I've never seen a baby pigeon. Well, there's a reason for that. 
because they're robots. Um, well, like we said earlier, uh, pigeons are monogamous and they uh, share parenting roles um, and they recognize parenting roles. Um, so one of the things that pigeons do is they keep their young in a nest for up to two months before they, they send them out. <laughs> And in those two months, they grow to a decent size and they look like normal pigeons. But mm. professional bird people, um, bird watchers, zoologists, uh, can distinguish. Or, ornithologists. Based on, <laughs> based on uh, the beak of the pigeon. Um, so that's why you don't see baby pigeons. And also, I don't know if you've ever like <laughs> walking on the sidewalk and seen like a, a baby bird that fell out of the nest oh it's really sad but it sad. happens uh not so common with pigeons because their nests often have walls of poop built up e okay <laughs> and that's how they protect their young did not know that's where it was going <laughs> i mean you've seen pigeon poop before it's it can be pretty like of course you know, yeah yeah, yeah it comes right so out of their cloaca yeah they just like <laughs> poop a big wall of basically <laughs> cement poop and they protect the children oh man wow <laughs> hey you wanna you wanna hang out later nah sorry i gotta build a wall of poop I just had <laughs> a couple my daughter. of kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay interesting well see, i i don't understand what your problem is with the birds aren't real movement it's you have like a visceral you have like a visceral reaction whenever it's brought up <laughs> well it's just ridiculous that that people wouldn't you know like try to do some research it's ridiculous that the government would spy on us <laughs> no they already do that <laughs> but it's it's ridiculous to go yep it's birds that's what it is it's not the security cameras that are placed everywhere it's birds uh, wouldn't that be cool like literally birds weren't real no <laughs> <laughs> i like birds dude birds are actually pretty cool i'm into birds all right well that's all the time we have for for this episode yeah we decided to go a little bit shorter um, with these episodes yeah let us know if you like that format a little bit more bite-sized rather than talking for like an hour about soda can <laughs> and pigeons <laughs> um uh and and if while you're at it on twitter letting us know if you like the the shorter episodes um let us know what we should talk about uh next week um yeah we're on, on twitter at the outcast um yeah just just leave us a, a reply saying hey you should talk about something other than pigeons because that was a weird episode guys it was a little bit of a weird episode <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, we hope you enjoyed this talk. Yeah. We hope you learned some new things. Go ahead and tweet us your favorite bird. And whether or not you think birds are drones controlled by the government. Oh. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, odors. <laughs>